Clemson wide receiver Justin Ross is one of the biggest wild cards in this year's draft. Where will he land and what is his current dynasty value? All that and so much more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Be sure to give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button anywhere you listen to your fantasy football podcast. Check out the YouTube channel. We've got so many exciting things coming up for you, especially as we head into hashtag draft season. We're going to continue our profiles today. We've been breaking down lots of wide receivers over the last week, Marcus. Uh, and, and today we get to talk about wide receiver Justin Ross out of Clemson. Yeah, one of the, the draft's biggest wild cards. And frankly, somebody who... Draft Twitter can't agree on it all. Uh, Kate, as you know, I do this consensus board where I take all the top um, draft analysts and I put them in an Excel sheet and we see how they rank everybody. Uh, we have one major draft site that has Justin Ross as the 33rd overall player in the class. And then we have another one, uh, we'll just say Lance Zerline from NFL.com, has him at 239 right now. Ooh. It's the widest gap of any player in this year's draft. So, uh, he is quite the prospect that we're going to dig into today. But uh, I want to start with you. What did you see when you watched Justin Ross on tape? I mean, so let's let's distinguish here when we're watching. When we're watching, Justin Ross is such yes. a big uh, – it's a big piece of how you're going to evaluate him. Uh, obviously, Justin Ross, out of Clemson, played with – Mr. Trevor Lawrence. And that was a very good era for him in his freshman season. Just absolutely dominated a thousand receiving yards right out of the gate was a huge contributor. And every single year since uh, has either had declining performance, health issues. It's, it's feels like it's always been something, um, you know, even, even dating back in 2021, wasn't working with an accurate quarterback and it showed in his stats as well. Um, wasn't a wide receiver that necessarily necessarily elevated the quarterback he was playing with. He needed a guy like Trevor Lawrence to, to, to help him get productive. He's a big dude. He six, four, but he's got a relatively smaller frame for that, that build. I think he could stand to put on some muscle at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. Um, just cause he is a little bit more on that, that thin side of the frame, but just again, like you said, a total wild card ceiling could be super high, had a very early breakout age, but didn't, we, we didn't see that progression throughout his collegiate career. And I'm curious as to your thoughts, is this because, uh, you know, was the freshman season a fluke or did injuries and circumstance mm hold him back and i think that's the biggest question and that's that's the reason for this huge gap is that you know if it is circumstance you're getting a a, a good solid big wide receiver who 
Um, I think it still has plenty of development to go, but he's got he's got a nice frame. Uh, I, I yeah. think if he improves on his strength, he could be a really solid wide receiver at the next level. But we don't know. So what are, what are your thoughts as far as what is it that held Justin Ross back? Yeah, so let's start with 2018. I don't think that was a fluke season because the way that he played in the two playoff games was incredible against Notre Dame and Alabama. Six for 148, two touchdowns. Six for 153, to touchdown. I mean, you can make a case in the playoff games, he was the best player of the field. Like, he was incredible. Um, and then in 2019, still really good. Not quite as good. Um, I think you saw him get a little bit more attention T. Higgins was actually the more productive receiver there, but really good. Kate, I, I really think this is just a case where the injuries have zapped him of a lot of his athleticism because uh, 2020, uh, he had a bulging disc in his back and it, he felt some tingling down his legs and down his extremities. Um, and then he missed the entire 2020 season, came back in 2021, didn't look this like the same athlete early on in the season. Then he hurts his ankle. So you don't know if it was coming back or not. The scary thing for me is he does his pro day and he runs a four, six, three, 40. Okay. That's not great, but we saw T Higgins running four, six, 40. It's fine. When you're, when you're that big, it's not ideal, but it's not a killer either. The problem I had was a 176 10 yard split, which that is historically the worst 10 yard split of any receiver to come into the NFL draft since 1999. To give you some perspective, Jordan Davis, wow. a 340 pound defensive tackle, ran a 168 10 yard split. So we're talking about somebody who just has no initial acceleration or quickness. Is it because he's still rehabbing from the ankle injury? Or is that athlete just gone? I don't know. And and that's what's so hard about this evaluation. And I, I think the the thing too, like when I'm I'm watching uh this guy play off the line, he's somebody that I think can win off the line in terms of his movement and ability, which I think is kind of mm -hmm. surprising for a guy that's as tall as Justin yes. Ross. Um, like his ability to like wiggle off the line. I, I found that really intriguing, but he doesn't win off the line with like speed necessarily. No, and he can't get it down the field either. I, you know, I, I think, uh, I almost think he needs to, to be like a, a big slot in the NFL, right? Because I don't see him winning with quickness and speed on the outside, but if he's in the slot and he's not being pressed, could he be like a middle of the field target, like in the 10 to 15 yard range where you're throwing to him down the seam? I, I think I could see that, but. Well, and that's a place where you don't have to win. Like you, you know, coming out of the slot, you can win with some of that movement and, uh, you know, you can get off the line with your movement, not necessarily all of that speed, but it, just utilizing that coverage to your advantage. Yep. Now, I mean, the question for me, I think, comes uh, again. Do you think that this is a situation where, I mean, have we seen, <clears throat> excuse me, have we seen the best of Justin Ross already? Mm, I, I, yeah, I think we probably have. Does that mean that he can't be a useful or productive NFL player? No, but I, Dane Brugler uh, from The Athletic, he tweeted out a, a thing. 
at the beginning of the 2020 college season that, hey, if Justin Ross is healthy, he's a top five player in this class and my number one overall receiver. And then he plays and you just don't see that same player that we saw three years ago or two years ago. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this idea that he's ever going to be like a dominant number one receiver, you you could kind of throw that out the window. That's just not going to happen here. I mean, it's, super it's suppressing. Oh, yeah, it's, for sure. Uh, it's just, because I, this is somebody who, man, we rewind uh, even the 2019 season. Man, you're, we're talking about him in the same class of prospect as Jamar Chase and CD Lamb and I mean, AJ Green. Like he had that much rare ability, but it's just gone. And now you've got to try to figure out okay, if he's not going to be that, what can we turn him into in the NFL? Can he be a. Marquez Colston, maybe that's at the high end, right? This big slot receiver. Can he be something like that? Um, we shall see. Okay, I want to talk about his dynasty value, where we'd like to see him go, where we think he'll be drafted. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, including league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs in the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Kate, where do we think Justin Ross is going to be drafted? Because I think the idea of him being a first or second round pick is probably gone at this point. But where do you see his range? I think he's going to go probably in the third round. And uh, not necessarily based on what we've seen from him recently, but I do think that that ghost of what we saw back in 2018 and even 2019, I think that is going to leave him a little bit higher on draft boards because you know the ceiling was set to be pretty high before all of these things came into play, the injuries, the foot, the, there was just all, all of this um, extra noise here. But I think we know that when it comes to just Justin Ross, uh, whether that be him, uh, you know, like removing some of these extraneous factors like the health, the quarterback play. I think we know when we're just looking at Justin Ross, the player, uh, his ceiling is generally pretty high. So do I think he deserves to be drafted in the third round based on his his most recent production and injury history? No, but I could absolutely see a team falling for Justin Ross of 2018, 2019 and taking sure. him a little bit higher in hopes that those traits that made him a, a, a top wide receiver in those two seasons, 1,865 yards, 17 touchdowns in his first two years. Like, like you said, I don't think that's necessarily a fluke, uh, but no, you know, no. <laughs> uh, it just depends on how much these teams believe that that player is still there. Yeah, I can see him going late third round because there's quite a few teams that have compensatory picks starting at like 98 that all could take him and maybe redshirt him and, be like, and say, hey, just get healthy, um, kind of learn our system, and let's see what you look like a year from now once you're fully recovered from the, the ankle, you're two years removed from the back injury. I'll give you the team's names because these teams are all willing to take risks. It's the Saints at 98, the Browns at 99, the Ravens at 100, the Eagles at 101, the Dolphins at 102, 
the Chiefs at 103, the Rams at 104, and then the 49ers at 105. I can see any of those teams being like it. This is a top five talent. If we can just wait and maybe we put them on PUP or NFI and we just we wait a year, we might be getting a quality receiver here in the in the hundreds. Which of these teams do you trust to best develop a guy like Justin Ross? Mm, probably the Rams. Probably. Because I think the Rams have enough receivers right now where they feel like, you know, we don't need him to play right away. 2-2 two, two um, Atwell, wide receiver one. Um, just, well, that's it. Exactly just added Allen Robinson in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's exactly the reason why they don't need him right now is they have Cooper Cup, they have Allen Robinson, they have 2-2 two, two Atwell, they have Van Jefferson. They could say, hey, just try to be ready for the playoffs and we'll see what we can do there. And if you're not, that's fine. We'll have you ready in 2023 when we have some other contracts going up. I, I, I think that's the team that I would like to see him with. But, Kate, I would not be surprised, though, if he falls further than what we think. I, but I, I kind of agree with you. I think somebody late third round, fourth round is going to pick him. But it would it shock you if he falls to sixth, seventh, and undrafted because of all the injuries, because of the poor testing? No, we've, we've seen this happen I don't before. Think he go- I don't think he goes undrafted. I don't I don't think we've fallen this far. Uh. Yeah, I think that's probably a stretch. I, I think, but it, fifth, sixth round, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, and you know what? I mean, that that puts his dynasty value very much, uh, you know, like in flux because, yeah. you know, any team really in this range, any team is in play. I, you know, I I always say like the later these guys fall, not necessarily great for, um, you know, it, our dynasty value in terms of, you know, they're going to get a a starting shot like right out of the Mm -hmm. gate. But I mean, the nice thing about, you know, when these guys fall down the board a little bit is that they are in play for some of these better teams and better opportunities that if, you know, if injury befalls a guy before them in in the draft and, uh, or uh, on their roster, there's going to be opportunity presumably in the future. And you're, you know, these are some pretty good teams in play for, uh, you know, yep. a, a guy in, in contention like this. Now, if you could just pick any offense, because I said pretty much any any team is on the board here. Who uh, could use a, a wide receiver with Justin Ross's skill set? So I think we're projecting him to play in the slot, which he had played uh, on the outside in his yep. first yep. two seasons with Clemson, but did transition to the slot. Are you concerned at all that after that transition into the slot, we didn't see a, an uptick in performance or do you a think that's bit. a product of the offense? A little bit of, a little bit of both. Uh, DJ Ungale was just not a very good quarterback last year. So it's hard <laughs> to take too much away from him. But uh, in terms of where I want to see him land, I, I actually have two spots. Uh, I think Buffalo makes a lot of sense, right? Because they, they could use a vertical slot receiver um, and even though he's not particularly fast or quick, could he get down the seam and make some, you know, catches with his his huge frame and catch radius? Sure. Uh, but one that I would actually like to see is with the Raiders. Uh, he's very close with Hunter Renfro, former teammate at Clemson. Uh, you keep him as the wide receiver four, wide receiver five right now, and then maybe a year from now he replaces Brian Robinson as the on the outside. Or maybe he slides it in a slot if the Raiders decide to let Hunter Renfro go in free agency. But I think, I think Derek Carr would be a really good quarterback for him. 
I mean, we, we know that Derek Carr can deliver a football. Uh, so that that's helpful. Yeah, certainly an upgrade uh, on his quarterback from last season. So I think we'll take that. Uh, what about Philadelphia, a team that just very sorely needs a slot wide receiver? I think this uh, like Philadelphia is definitely a team that has more immediate needs of mm. a slot receiver. Like, I, I don't know that Justin Ross would be ready to come out and play, but I mean, he might already be an upgrade on what they've got playing out of the slot at this point. But I mean, that is a place where I think he'd have an immediate, um, immediate chance to make an impact if sure. he's healthy. Yeah. He would get targets if he's healthy. I, I just feel like Philadelphia probably needs some receivers that can play right away. Yeah. And I I'd like to see Ross go to a team that will allow him to sit, get healthy and develop. I, I, I think I, I think if Ross was ninety percent healthy, Philadelphia would make a lot of sense. But I'm not sure it's the best landing spot. Uh, Kate, I want to ask you about his rookie ranking among receivers right now. Currently on Dynasty League Football, uh, he's ranked as wide receiver thirteen behind John Mechie and Wandale Robinson. But the rankings are all over the place. Bruce Matson, uh, who we met at the uh, FFX uh, Expo, uh, has him ranked as wide receiver nine. And then you look at Shane Hallman, has him ranked as wide receiver 20. Where do you feel comfortable ranking uh, Justin Ross? Is it closer to Christian Watson, Dotson, or are you down more in the Romeo Dubs, Khalil Shakir, Alex Pierce range? I'll I'll take the the latter there. Um, I'm just not... I have a lot of concerns about Justin Ross, like kind of across the board in terms of health, in terms of the decrease in production. Like, I think this was probably the perfect storm of events for Justin Ross to have a very disappointing career. Like a lot of things had to go wrong for him to have that trajectory that he has had. And they all went wrong, like across the board. Um, But I, I still, I, the thing that I keep getting, caught up on is that, you know, I, I think his game I thought would translate, translate better to the slot. But the fact that I, we didn't necessarily see him bounce back this season after getting the opportunity to play out of the slot, that makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, every single season with Justin Ross that he played, we saw a decrease in yards, touchdowns, yards per reception, average depth of target yards per route run. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Uh, you know, we've said it before. We want to see some sort of, uh, we want to see some sort of development here. And we just didn't, didn't see it. I, I will say this, Kate, though. If you're down drafting past the top 10 receivers, and I love Wandell Robinson. I think he's a phenomenal player. But in a dynasty league, I- I'd rather take the six foot four, 205 pound receiver from Clemson who I've seen have an elite season before, right? Like Wandale Robinson could be a really good player and he could be worth his third round draft capital. But at that point, I'm just swinging for upside, right? Because the odds that Wandale Robinson is in my lineup every week are pretty small. Like I think he's going to be a a useful player. But if Ross hits, you might be talking about somebody who has wide receiver two potential. And if he doesn't, it's fine. It's a third round pick. I'm not losing any sleepover. So... Yeah, I, I would I, be. I think I'd be more based on his upside. traits. Based on his traits, I think he's he's more of this upside wild card than you know. It, I'm always going to want to 
chase the guy that I actually has, uh, you know, some of the traits, some of the size, some of the history of productivity over some of these names that aren't necessarily on, on many people's draft boards in, right. in real life. Like I'll, I'll take the guy that we've seen the upside from, but I still think that I, I'm not unconcerned. I'll say that. Okay. I, I, I agree. There's, there's a lot of reasons to be, uh, pessimistic that's going to work out, but if you're getting in the third or fourth round of your rookie drafts, why not? Right? It's 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 a worth uh, worth taking at that spot. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better, thanks to Built Bar. And it's because it's so easy. Built Bars only contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs but they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Compare that to your average candy bar, and it's not even really a contest. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate, we've got a mock draft Monday here. Uh, this is from Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, we're just going to run through some of the notable picks. And I just want the first word that comes to mind when you make these picks. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but just the first word or first sentence that you think. Okay. Uh, first landing spot, Malik Willis to the Panthers. Ew. <laughs> I agree. I think that's a bad fit for him. Uh, Drake London to the Falcons at number eight. I like it. I like it a lot, right? You get two skyscrapers there with Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London. So whatever quarterback is there next year, right? That's good weapons. Uh, I like it. Garrett Wilson to the Jets at number 10. Solid for the Jets. Not a huge fan for yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I think I like Wilson to the Jets better than I like London to the Jets for them. But I, I think London is a better fantasy player in New York uh, than what Wilson is. Uh, all right, next one. Let's uh, let's keep moving. Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama to the Saints at number 16. Love. Yeah. Although I'd like to see him go to the Chargers. It's it's still a good fit, especially with Jameis throwing him the ball. Love it. Chris Olave to the Eagles at 18. Love, 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 love. See, I hate that fit for Olave. You have to explain that. I know we're keeping this short, but. Because I feel like he's a lesser version of a Devontae Smith. They've already got one of these premier route runners. Um, I'd rather I'd rather see somebody that has a little bit of a different skill set there. I just think so Olave. Would you, would you prefer to see like a, a Drake London over a Chris Olave? Maybe somebody that gives them a little bit more like size and. I'd rather power? see James, Jameson Williams in Philadelphia than Olave. Okay. Um, if, frankly, I'd just like to see Olave go to a different team than the Eagles. I just. I don't know. If that's a great fit. Like if he goes, it to, does. It, he matches up with the skill set of of Devonta Smith. Yeah, pretty. I, I, pretty I'd well. rather see Olave go to like Dallas or Green Bay or something like that. They can get him a bunch of targets because I just don't know if he's going to be the second receiver in Philadelphia and really probably the third passing target behind Smith and and Goddard. I don't love it. I think like in this particular example, Olave and uh, Smith are kind of one a one b. I don't really see it as one versus the other, but I I understand your point that they are uh, a similarly 
built. Well, and I kind of uh, think they're I'd, of a similar, they're cut of a, of the same cloth. I'd I like think. to see Olave go to a team that's a little bit more of a quick passing offense that throws the ball a bunch because he's just so good before the catch, right? Getting open. So give him more with a timing based quarterback where I'd rather see somebody that can make plays down the field with, and I know Olave can, but uh, more consistently down the field, like Jamison Williams. But let's get to some more of these. Uh, Desmond Ritter to the Saints at 19. Uh, it's all right. Okay. Uh, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers at 20. <laughs> that's that's a firm no for me. Yeah, it, that's a terrible a no for, for me, dog. For both parties. Um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Christian Watson to the Packers at 28. Way too early. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I know people are anticipating that, but that is – it feels like you're Way getting Marquez Valdez-Scantling again, right? And you're paying first-round draft capital to do it. But you know what? That, like, wouldn't – with the way that the Packers have utilized their draft capital in the past couple of years wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, maybe just lock it in, but let it be known. I think, it, like, terrible fit. It's it's way too early. Yeah. Um, and there are still other better wide receivers on the board at this point. Uh, Jahan Dotson to the Lions at pick 32. Interesting. Yeah, feels it feels like where he should be picked, right? Very late first round, top of the second round, gives you a. I, I don't. I don't think he's ever going to be a number one receiver in the NFL, but a solid number two. Why not? All right. Uh, so are you? Are you? Are you saying it feels right to see Jahan Dotson go before Traylon Burks? No, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Traylon Burks does not go in the first round of this mock. Um, that's my biggest. I, that's my I'd, biggest conundrum right now. I would be shocked if that happened. I still think Burks is going to go relatively early. You just don't find guys that are that big um, with that kind of production from the SEC fall out of the first round very often. So we shall see. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're less than ten days away from the NFL draft. Uh, it's going to be a busy, busy time around here. So make sure you're downloading the podcast. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Kate, you and I will be back on Friday. I'm assuming we'll get some big NFL news because we always do uh, between our shows. Uh, if not, we'll continue with our rookie profiles because we still have a lot of players to talk about. Uh, so follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys right back here on Tuesday with Matt and Ryan. Bye, everybody. Bye.